Hello and welcome to another episode of the JRE Review. Uh, for this week, we got a great bang conversation uh, for the owners of Joe Beef, which is Joe's favorite restaurant in Montreal, maybe favorite restaurant in the world. Uh, the guys that run this place, Fred Morin and David McMillan, um, fascinating guys. And this is on podcast 1202 for the, um, if you want to match it up to the um podcasts of, of Joe Rogan. And uh, really, for those of you that are new to this podcast, what I do is I discuss and comment and break down um, Joe Rogan's podcast for the week and talk about things that I liked about them. I have guests on. We talk about it. Sometimes guests have been really inspired by stuff Joe's done and uh, we get into the conversation. So anyway, back to the owners of Joe Beef. Um, Joe's known them for some uh, some time. They are the James Beard Award nominated culinary adventurists. Can't read today. Uh, so they're fantastic chefs. Uh, they cook a lot of interesting meats and and uh, use a kind of old school French um, restaurant technique, which really sounds fantastic. Um, very cool stuff. Um, I'd love to go up to Montreal and try them out. They have a new book out. The new book is not just about food, but also about their adventures and things that they uh, are good at and things that they um, are really just fascinated by and into. They were talking, they started off the podcast talking about how it's actually difficult to find the types of food that they like. You know, if they're down in New York City, it's kind of tough to find a, a good liver meal or a kidney meal or maybe some more obscure game meat like rabbit or even a place that serves horse. And uh, he's saying in Canada, there's a lot more selections. Uh, you can find more obscure things. Or morel mushrooms as well, very expensive mushrooms, but there's something that they cook with quite often. And, uh, and, and they had a lot of really cool historical facts too, just talking about how the population in New York City exploded. Uh, so back in the day, if you moved you know, turn of the century, turn of last century, if you moved to New York City, didn't have a job, what you could count on is because of the river systems, there was a huge selection of, uh, or option of oysters, a lot of oysters growing everywhere, keeping the rivers clean and just doing what they do. And you could go down to the dock area of the rivers and just pick out six oysters and eat them. That's six grams of protein each and six a day would keep a guy alive until you found a job and something else. So there was always kind of like this readily available food and it's it's just a more cool unknown like little history fun fact about new york and and how it got there um one thing that they were googling they got jamie to google is that an oyster can filter 30 to 50 gallons of water a day which is a shit ton that's a lot of water so it really keeps river systems clean by having oysters in there and oysters that come on they're fucking delicious uh, they also talked about how many child labor laws in Canada uh, were brought around because of the kids working in oyster shucking plants. There were so many kids in there and they get injured and these laws came into effect. Um, going back to their foods that they like, Joe talked about a pizza combination that he loves, uh, pineapple and anchovy pizza. Um, when I first listened to this, I wanted to try it. So I actually got a Domino's the other night and I tried it. It's bizarre. Uh, I'll tell you that much. I, it definitely isn't my favorite choice. It's like super salty and uh, kind of strange, but try it out. 
you know, try it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, it wasn't the worst pizza I've ever had, for sure. Um, then they started to talk about a little bit how they cook and how they get into cooking. So, for example, if you take some rabbit, rabbit is very dry, very lean. So what they would do is they would kind of sew in some pork belly meat into very lean meat like rabbit. And this is this is kind of how these chefs cook a lot of cool game stuff. So if they have elk or other different types of meat like that, that are often very lean, they will uh, cook in um, other types of animal and fat just to give some flavor and let it kind of, you know, marinate together. And that I found pretty cool. I'm not a huge cook myself. I cook pretty simple things, but it is cool to hear how these guys go about it. Uh, both Fred and uh, David have had pretty serious issues with drinking. They say drinking goes hand in hand with being a chef, uh, a chef because you're a host. You know, you're around alcohol all the time. They're very open about this and they're, they're both not drinking now. And they talk about the many, many years that they've drank and how it became very depressing to them. And uh, what's interesting is one of them still goes to wine tastings but spits everything out which is uh, kind of strange and probably not advisable for uh, <laughs> probably not advisable for alcoholics. But if you have the willpower, give it a shot. I guess you'd still get the, the taste of it. Uh, Joe brought up the carnival diet, the diet that uh, a few people are trying. And Jordan Peterson and his daughter have had quite a lot of success from. And uh, after they all talked, they, they, they at least with their own opinion and kind of agreed that it was a reduction issue more than the diet itself. So that diet works well for people because you're taking out a lot of the other food that maybe is giving you some sort of autoimmune issue, um, which is, you know, maybe part of it. Uh, these guys were also friends with Anthony Bourdain, and obviously they wanted to come on and talk a little bit about the tragedy of, of Anthony and his passing. And um, obviously Anthony really loved to travel and loved uh, the feel and, and feel-good foods and all the rest of it. Um, after Anthony's death, they, there was talk about who's going to take over. And there, there was some word that Gordon Ramsay might do a similar show, but there was a big outcry. People were not into that. And uh, obviously, they talk a little bit about um, Anthony's addiction problems. These guys knew him and knew that. And, um, you know, they... They commiserate with it and they know where the pain comes from and, and obviously they have kind of similar stories in some way. So so I, I think I think it's possible that these guys got inspired by him to, to clean up. And uh, they do say that being sober and having control over addictions brings a lot of happiness. And uh, they, they seem much happier now that they've struggled with that kind of part of their life. Um, and then they talk a little bit about uh, education, how in a way school doesn't prepare you to be a great chef because there's no, there's no like, there's no straightforward path. You go to the, your uh, career advisor, counselor, whatever, they're not going to end up saying you should be a chef. They're going to say you're an accountant or something else. And that was an interesting point because they, they talked about how in their restaurants, They've got a lot of people kind of from broken homes and, and broken directions of careers. And Joe talks about how he probably had ADHD when he was in school. And, it, and it's a real thing, but it's not really a problem. It just means that you have a ton of energy and the classroom is fucking boring, which is hilarious because it probably is true. 
Like the fact that they take a bunch of kids and just sit you down and say, right now, learn this math, instead of really finding out what you'd enjoy. I mean, chefs, people that work at bars, they like fast paced moving things. That's what they've always wanted to do. Yet for whatever reason, there's this period of time where we all have to just fucking sit down and, and that's it. Um, nuts. It really is nuts. Uh, a cool story that they had, uh, both um, Fred and David were, um, they, they were reached out to by the Frichita brothers, the guys that used to own the UFC. And they flew them out and said, hey, do you guys want to run my restaurant in my new big casino? Uh, a lot of money, a lot of seats, all this. And they knew they were kind of getting off to the wrong foot when both the, both Fred and David suggested that, in fact, they would have a tiny little restaurant room. They'd rather do that with about 16 seats, make it super exclusive, cook everything kind of almost table side in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, have it in like a dingy little next to the laundry type spot in their, in their hotel. And of course, the Fertitta brothers were like, nah, I'm looking for someone that can really make us a lot of money. I appreciate it. Uh, they knew they weren't going in the same direction, but it led to an idea of theirs that they really want this like simple decor, amazing food, very exclusive, 16-seater kind of old-school French restaurant. And when they were talking about it and kind of suggesting what it was and how it would work, I mean, to me, it just sounded really cool. It sounded like an amazing place uh, to get to go. And, you know, also super, like, it's not really so much the exclusivity of it. It would just be the fact that you get them all to yourself for the food. You know, they get to tell you about how they came up with the recipes and get to spend some time with some real world-class chefs um, would be such an amazing uh, opportunity. Uh, and... How Joe talks about Joe Beef being as good as it is. I mean, Joe gets to eat at some amazing restaurants. So I imagine it's it's pretty unbelievable. But anyway, check these guys out. Uh, check out their new book. It was an awesome conversation. If you're into food, you're going to love it. It's podcast 1202. And uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Really appreciate you. Peace.